0: One of the delights of traveling to other countries is finding new ways to celebrate familiar holidays. Hi, I'm Rick Steves. There's certainly more than one way to wish someone a happy New
1: Year.
2: Gelukkig New
1: Feliz Año Nuevo. Tanta felicità, tanta e buon anno. gadre.
3: Buona fortuna, le mie mutande sono rosse. Bringing in the New Year brings up
0: a host of emotions as we reflect back on the past year and anticipate what lies ahead so each country and culture relies on its own set of traditions, rituals, food, and sometimes even superstitions to properly greet the New Year. Today on Travel with Rick Steves, we'll find out how some of our friends are celebrating New Year's Eve in Scotland, Holland, Hungary, Spain, Sicily, Turkey, and even Australia. We're all on this planet together, and the better we understand it, the more likely we'll celebrate rather than fear its fascinating diversity. We ring in the New Year overseas on Travel with Rick Steves. Hi, I'm Rick Steves. Every society greets the New Year with its own special twist. While we're watching a big ball drop on Times Square, they're popping down grapes in Madrid and slurping shrimp down under. For this festive special edition of Travel with Rick Steves, we're visiting with friends from around the world to hear what kind of craziness marks their New Year's Eve. Thanks for joining us. New Year's Eve is coming up and uh, let's pretend we're in Scotland and we're about to celebrate the end of the new year and the beginning of the next. And I have with me two friends of mine and guides, Anne Doig and Ken Hanley joining us from Edinburgh. Thanks for being with us.
4: You're very welcome. Thank you for having us.
5: Are you looking forward to New Year's in Edinburgh? (sighs) Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. How do you celebrate New Year's Eve in Edinburgh? Awful excited. Uh, uh, Very traditionally. I know we have what's said to be the biggest street party in the world. But you know, if you're going for tradition, which I still do and Anne still does, then one of the, the big things is that you make sure the house is clean. <laughs> so the house, in other words, has got to be clean. And you make sure that you've got enough drink for your friends and things like that. And it's just a spontaneous, even spontaneous that uh, people go first-footing. So you go first-footing, and to go first-footing properly... You have to have a piece of black coal, a wee piece of cake, and a wee bottle of whiskey. What's first footing? It goes, you go t- to friends, you just tap and a you door. you go visiting. And you Aye. have oh, you,
0: you, go, you drop into your neighbors, and what do you have with you?
5: You have a piece of coal, yeah. a cake, a piece of cake, and a whiskey. So a you have food, drink, and warmth. You've got all that can sustain you. So and they're not going to turn you away. Absolutely not. And I think if you have, if your first footer traditionally in Scotland Scotland, is tall, dark and handsome, that means that you're going to have a year of good luck.
4: It's quite interesting. It has to be dark. And I wonder if anyone knows why it has to be a dark Mm. person. Dark here. It dates back to the attacks by the Vikings, the blonde, tall Vikings. If you're blonde, you might be a threat. So it had to be a dark person. And you open at the strike of midnight, you open your front door and rush through and open the back door. So you're welcoming in the new year and letting the old year out. So there's all these traditions that we adhere to.
0: (laughs) Wow. Now, is there something that is like a countdown in in Edinburgh? Or do you look at London? Or in New York we have Times Square and they drop the ball
4: and so on. It's fireworks, really. We don't have a, a countdown, but there's a big street party, you see, so they'll be counting down on the stage. There are entertainers and oh, yeah. bands playing. So on and so all, you'd have the big band. Yes, and, the big and then all of a sudden there's an explosion of fireworks over Edinburgh Castle with But the then
0: backdrop. you get down with your neighbours and you open your front door? Absolutely. And you open the back door?
5: Yes. Well, as I explained, that is a tradition and we're welcoming in the new by opening the door and the back door you're getting rid of the old. And it, it is still adhered to today. I mean, st- total strangers can turn up at your door. And, and and everyone's and, welcome. And everyone's welcome. And they come in, and you offer a drink, you offer a piece of cake, you have a wee blether, uh you know, and then That's you a move talk. along. And a
4: wee blether is, <laughs> a, wee a, wee little blether is <laughs> a little <I> talk. <laughs> <laughs> have a wee blether. And it then. sort of gets known in the community who's got open house. That's what happens. Aye. And if you've got open house, then everyone piles in to visit you. So if you're, in, if
0: you're in Scotland on New Year's Eve, it's just like one big open house. People are on the streets. They've got their coal and their drink and their cake, and they're going to yep. knock on a stranger's door and celebrate the new year.
5: Absolutely.
0: We all sing "Old uh, Lang, Lang Syne." Yeah, yeah, you yeah. We that? do. That's oh. Scottish, isn't it? Yes,
4: uh, Robert Burns. That's yeah. Robert Burns. What, yeah. what does
0: that mean, "Old Lang Syne"?
4: For the sake of Old Lang Syne, a lot of different interpretations. I would say for old friends, remembering, remembering friends for for friendship's sake. And you know the song. Sing the song for me.
5: It's uh, an yeah. uh, old sentimental song, you know. acquaintance Duns be forgotten, never brought to mind. Should all acquaintance be forgot For the sake of old lang syne. Now, here's the hand, my trusty friend And here's the hand, oh mine And it goes on and, and you're all it. holding hands, crossing then over. But people that don't know it don't mix it and then it's backwards and forward. It's this inbuilt thing in the Scots that... Uh, you know, it's been great to see you. We don't want to see you go, but because you're going away, for the sake of old lang syne, keep that memory, keep everything that heartfelt thing. Friendship.
0: So that's the, that's the punchline of the lyric: is for the sake, sake of, of, of old auld lang syne, the old sign, the of good sake old, sake old of friends. friends. Yeah, yes. and of good our, old friends. For the sake of good What's old. That's my
4: interpretation.
5: Sure, yeah. Yeah. our All friends right. in England are trying to steal it from us, but we won't. Mad Scottish, <laughs> for the sake of
0: old lang syne, happy <laughs> New Year.
5: Happy, happy new year, year all you. the best to you happy <laughs> new year Rick boy we twaherana put the braids
6: <laughs> and put the gawans fine but
0: New Year's Eve is approaching, and let's nip over to the Netherlands here and see what it's like in Holland. I have with me Elizabeth van Helst, who's from the Netherlands. Elizabeth, as the year ends and a new year starts, what happens in the Netherlands?
7: Contrary to Christmas, it's more a celebration with friends. It can be with your relatives, and you usually have a party at home. You eat very special uh, oliebollen. What is that? Bolly. Oh, how can I explain you? Do you know when I say beignet, oliboli is something you make a mixture and you put it in the oil.
0: Oh, it's like a donut, a sweet, yes, a sweet yes, donut. in exactly. it. Uh, okay, right.
7: And uh, it can have different shapes, but the real olibol is a round ball and you can put raisins in it. Ah. So, and then when it is cooked, when it is hot, you dip it in sugar. Right. Powdered, powdered sugar. sugar right? Yes. Or you eat apple flopper. That is a bit the same, but there is apple inside. And, of course, (laughs) you wait until it is 12 o'clock. Well, then is the big, big, big kissing.
0: Is that right? Tell me, Take me right up to New Year's. What happens?
7: Yes. You usually wait until the clock strikes 12. Well, now I suppose everybody is doing this with television. Mm -hmm. And so you wait. It is 12 o'clock. It gives the sign. And up, you have to kiss each other and uh, wish you Happy New Year. It's not my best thing because I start to cry because there is so much emotion. And then everybody runs out of the house and they start to put a firework. Okay. Well, all the neighbors come outside. Well, you can have an accident, of course, so it's always a little bit scary because it's real firework and the children play with it. Uh, But that's the way we celebrate it.
0: And do people make New Year's resolutions in the Netherlands? Do they make promises for the New Year, how they'll make their life better or anything like this?
7: Oh, I think all smokers, they decide not to smoke anymore. Of course. <laughs> <the> next year. <laughs> all those who have uh, a few pounds <laughs> uh, um, over, well, they, s- they decide to go on a diet, but maybe this goes up until the 1st of January at uh, 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I
0: think that's pretty international. <laughs> and uh, yes. what's the big drink for New Year's Eve in the Netherlands?
7: Well, I suppose it used to be beer because that is our drink in the Netherlands. Yeah. I think now everybody will drink champagne at 12 o'clock.
0: Champagne. Yeah. So Christmas is family and religious time and New Year's Eve is a party with friends.
7: Yes, or with your relatives. Or with but your But it relatives. is more, you see, it's more lively, it's more funny. It's, well, the original Christmas celebration was more, I would say, more religious. More
0: thoughtful and religious. Well, the Dutch are very good at having a good party. I know that. Oh. And please how do you say happy new year in Dutch?
7: Gelukkig nieuwjaar.
0: Gelukke nieuwjaar.
7: Gelukkig means happy and nieuwjaar is new year.
0: Dank u wel. Heluken nieuwjaar.
7: Graag gedaan.
0: I'm Rick Steves. We're celebrating New Year's. We're getting all excited for the end of this year and the beginning of next year and let's pretend we're in Hungary. I've got two friends with me, Atalka and Levante. What goes on in Budapest and in Hungary on New Year's
8: Eve? It's another reason to have a party. In Budapest, people go to restaurants, or most of them just stay in the streets and enjoy the life.
0: It's cold out in Hungary. And no yes. matter.
8: Oh, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> You're right about that. It's freezing. and the And the streets are filled with people. Filled with people. They, everybody buys these cheap horns that they just blow all night long until they just go completely useless. And, you know, a lot of alcohol, a lot of friendships are made. Merry-making. 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 In small towns, what would it be like in a village in the countryside of Hungary?
8: Everybody is happy, and young people organize parties, so-called house parties or home parties. They come together, sing, talk, and sometimes they play Together and at midnight, it's very important to say cheers Egeshegedre with the champagne. Eggedre.
0: Eggedre.
8: Almost tell me again. Teach me.
0: Egga. Eggedre. Very yes. good. I'll remember that. To your help. That's your literally Zumvor. like in German. Yeah, yeah. So at midnight, you have your glass yeah. and you you toast. You toast,
8: yeah. And what is important, we all sing our national anthem.
0: You do yeah. at midnight. We do. Yeah, we, we don't.
3: Do. We don't sing it very often. Hungarians yeah. are very careful with the national anthem issue. It doesn't get sung every ball game or just you know all kinds of rendition of it. You really sing it only a few times, very solemn and.
0: Uh, wow, uh, and that's years. after midnight. So you have the uh, the drink, the the toast, yeah. the kissing or whatever, and then. You sing a little of your national anthem.
8: And most of the people watch the television that time, even yeah. for that, a few minutes. And through the television, you listen the national anthem and we sing together. It's such a nice uh, moment. The whole country together yeah, is singing the national anthem. The whole country. Whole country and, y- led and, and by the tonight. television. And as Leventa mentioned, we do not sing uh, the national anthem just every day because it's a sad song and you should have a reason to sing. And whenever I hear, even today, I just stand up and wait till the end of. Uh, wow, it's a
0: highly revered song. Would you mind singing just a couple a couple lines of it would that be, to share with uh, uh, our American audience? Of course. <laughs> Why don't you start?
8: Okay. <laughs> Isten áld meg a magyar, jó kedvel bőséggel, nyújts feléje védőkart. A küszeln, siker. Balsoszakít reggel típ. Hozzávág, vég esten dőlt. Megbűnhette már a
0: got choked up in the middle. Yeah, I can feel you know that. I can feel that. That's beautiful. That's a uh, weaving the the cultural pride into the celebration yeah. of the new year. Very much. So. And I, I think we could almost guess what the lyrics were talking about. It's just great to be Hungarian. Yeah, and that's life right. is good, yeah. and let's do good next year.
8: And you know, wherever I travel, I'm I'm really proud to be Hungarian.
0: Thank you. Tell me, Happy New Year's, if you if you would like to, in Hungarian.
8: Boldog üdvözlet! But we do not wish only Happy New Year. We say. Uh, we, we say that Happy New Year with health. With health. Yes.
0: And then in my good Hungarian, I can say thank you. Köszönöm. <laughs> said. Our next stops as we prepare to greet in the New Year are Madrid, Sicily, Turkey, Australia, and Japan. And we'll whet our appetites with ideas for putting a little sunshine on our plate from the south of France. It's all just ahead on Travel with Rick Steves. We're getting ready for the new year with a little Spanish, Sicilian, Turkish, and Australian flavor on Travel with Rick Steves. You can share your New Year's traditions with us in our online message boards. It's at ricksteves.com. I'm Rick Steves. It's New Year's time, and we're celebrating the end of this year and the beginning of next year all over Europe. I want to take you to Madrid because I've got with me Federico Garcia Barroso, a friend and fellow tour guide, and let's talk about uh, New Year's celebrations in Madrid. Federico, thanks for joining us. Hello. How are you? Very good how is Madrid in the New Year's time Madrid must be like the New York City of Spain It is actually Yeah Tell me about New Year's Eve celebration in, in your city There is
9: a tradition in Madrid City we all gather in Puerta del Sol San Gate is actually the center the center it's of the madrid. times square the basically. times square exactly i was about to say that the times square uh-huh. of spain of madrid and uh, it's a very very nice place uh, it is you know something that place is not only the center of madrid it is geographically considered the center of the whole iberian peninsula spain right. and portugal and we gather all together there the 31st of uh, december and there is a spanish nice tradition we eat 12 grapes 12 grapes, we just have to hear the 12 bells and the 12 grapes. And if we synchronize that, and if we do it in the right way, we will have next year, I mean, the the next day, we will have love, health, and money.
0: Love, health and money (laughs) 12 (laughs) grapes So actually at midnight You've got thousands of people On the main square Many people Looking at the bell tower Of the Is that the city hall there? It is Yeah it's the regional government The regional government It's got a big clock on it Big clock exactly And at midnight It gongs 12 times Do people literally In the right rhythm Eat the grapes With the bell? We try to do it You try And if you do it well (laughs) You have that good time You have a wonderful year (laughs) Is all of Spain Watching TV All of
9: Spain All of Spain Watching TV Watching the clock You know and enjoying the, the, this moment of, of the year, you know?
0: Now, this berry, you called it a grape, but it's not technically a grape. There's a name for that. There's even a drink, I think, for this, this little berry. What is it? Madreberry, madroño. Madro- oh yeah, madroño. Yes, of course, madroño.
9: Is, is that what it is? No, no. But they are grapes. I can tell you, they okay, are. Okay, so it yeah. is really
0: grapes that you eat on New Year's Eve. Absolutely. I'm sorry, but there no. is an, another berry. Exactly. That, uh, that's we have another a, story. That's mm. another story. That's the mm. symbol of Madrid.
9: That's the symbol of Madrid. Yeah? Whenever you go to my city, you may find somewhere the symbol of the city, where we find a bear trying to climb a tree and to get one of these berries uh. that are called madroño, a very local, local mm. berry in. Very sweet, uh-huh. very very sweet, and what we do nowadays is we squeeze that fruit, we add a little bit of liqueur, and we drink liquor of madroño, ah. which is really really delicious. Even for people that they are not used to drink, they think that it's something sweet, is it sweet and a soft. sweet
0: berry liqueur. Yeah yeah yeah. But on New Year's Eve, everybody's getting together. It's it's a party time. I it's suppose. It's a party party
9: time. Yeah. What's the favorite drink? The favorite drink in Spain. <laughs> Sangria, I guess. Is that right? <laughs> sangria and champagne. And, well, that night is supposed to be a little bit more sophisticated, and that's why we, we drink champagne, and, you know, oh, okay. we toast, with champagne. But after that, immediately that, after that, we drink sangria and good wine. That's basically what we enjoy.
0: So every country wants to kick off the new year in proper style with good mm. luck and health and family and love For and all of this. So mm. it really is 12 grapes. If you're not fortunate enough to be on Madrid Square, ah. let's say you're in uh, <laughs> Sevilla or Barcelona, <laughs> well. uh, is there a Spanish sort of thing you do at midnight?
9: They do the same. They they do do the the same in different places. Twelve grapes. Oh, twelve grapes everywhere. And this is a tradition, this is a quite new tradition because it comes from the 1800s. From the 1800s there was a, can we say in English, overproduction, I mean too many, too many grapes. Too many grapes. Too many grapes in the province of Almería, nearby Granada, you know, and they decided to export these grapes and to create this new tradition in the 1800s. Can you believe it?
0: Do you make a New Year's resolution, sort of a promise to make your life better for the next year? yeah. Yeah. What's a typical one? Uh, what can we say? Stop smoking, exercise, example, lose weight. For example, those are the basic
9: things that we always <laughs> the same all try the to do. And finally, we forget it, as usually.
0: And you forget it. Yeah. I think that's another thing everybody says. Hey, well, let's hear how you can uh, say Happy New Year in Spanish for me. Feliz Año Nuevo. Feliz Año Nuevo. Federico Garcia Barroso, Feliz Año Nuevo. Thank you very much. I'm Rick Steves, this is Travel with Rick Steves, and New Year's Eve is approaching. All over the world, people celebrate the end of one year and the beginning of another. Let's go to Sicily. I've got with me Tommaso Panti and Alfio Di Mauro, two friends and fellow tour guides from Sicily. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thank you, Thank Rick. You. If we're
3: in Sicily, what do we do on New Year's Eve? You know, what do we do is, we have a way to say, Natale con i tuoi, Capodanno con chi vuoi. That means you are going to spend the Christmas with your family and then New Year's Eve with your friends say that again that's interesting so Christmas with your family New Year's Eve with your friends exactly so Natale con i tuoi that means with your family with your relatives and Capodanno con chi vuoi Tommaso is that the same for
1: you? Yes, it's exactly the same. Uh, New Year's Eve is a very special moment for us uh, to have uh, big meals, uh, big dinner especially. What's, Our a typical, what's a
0: typical dinner for New Year's? Uh,
1: typical dinner is fish. Uh, we eat a lot of uh, fish, uh, so codfish above all. Even in Sicily, we don't produce any codfish because we import this from Norway, but anyway, this is, especially in the area where we live, this is a big, uh, very important meal. But also, we prepare smoked salmon, uh, shrimps, uh, mussels, and on. So all the family, you know, they gather all together. Usually we have extended family, 25 to 35 a person, and uh, we spend the night all together.
0: Okay, so you've got a big family. Alfio, you said it's time for friends rather than family.
3: Uh, yes, yes. It is a time for friends because you usually organize a big party with all of your friends. It's a big social time.
0: Yes, it yes. is. The, re- the religion was on Christmas, now let's party. Yes, that's right. We have to celebrate now. Okay. (laughs) Now, what about the drinking? Is
1: there a lot of drinking? Wine. 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 Sicilian wine, of course, because we have a big production of wine. So our red Sicilian wine, Nero d'Avola, Rosso dell'Etna, Cerasuolo di Vittoria. Delicious wine or white wine. In this case, with fish, of course, you drink, you prefer white wine. This is important for us to associate the right wine for the right food. Uh, You
3: always match the wine with with the food. Okay,
0: it's 10 minutes to midnight we're in Sicily what's going through your mind what's happening next
1: uh... Okay. We eat, first of all, grapes. Huh? So you're still eating. It's 10 <laughs> yes. minutes in midnight. Yes. Even that means we prepare a big, you know, uh, grapes and lentils because this is the symbol of money. So if you eat the first, and uh, for those people who want to travel, they touch, they hand the, the trolley on the luggage. So the first thing that they have to touch is a baggage, a, a trolley. Really? So if you're, this is the time to start the new year correctly. If you want to travel,
0: you'll, you'll hang onto your suitcase. Yes. This is if the you want money? You, the lentils? What is that? Lentils yeah. and grapes. Grapes is for money. So you yes. be, if you see a, a guy who wants more money, he's holding grapes. Yes. If it's you need indigent. more
3: money and you want to travel, you get your suitcase and your grapes. Exactly. Like, <laughs> if you yeah. want better love, what do you do? Well, usually, you know what you do? Uh, that is something very traditional, but, you know, it is something that we always do and we all do. We wear red underwear. It's kind of a yes. good lot.
1: Really? Yes, Yes, a red yes, underwear, underwear red especially for underwear. the women.
3: Women wear red
0: underwear. Very, yeah, yeah. What kind of
3: luck?
1: It's kind of good luck.
0: <for laughs> good the new luck for the
3: new
6: year. Yes. Buona fortuna. Buona
3: fortuna. Buona fortuna. Bona fortuna, Bona fortuna, fortuna my underwear are red. How, say that in Italian to me. <laughs> Buona fortuna, le mie mutande sono rosse.
1: <laughs> Buona
0: fortuna, le mie mutande, everything is red. <laughs> Can you wear underwear all year long that's red for better luck or only on New Year's <laughs> Eve?
1: Year? No, only in New Year's Eve. Yeah. You have if a special you... pair of underwear that you wear yeah, only on New Year's You buy
3: <laughs> a new one every year. Really? Yes. You go to a market. <laughs> the on, in, is... the end, in December you'll find red underwear. You, go to yeah. you negotiate the price for two euros yeah. something like and that. Some and some of them
1: are, are with a really nice decoration, <laughs> decoration in the front.
3: Yeah, what kind of decoration?
0: Oh,
1: well, <laughs> you can imagine.
0: <laughs> Very nice. Okay, is there a countdown? Do you turn the TV on and watch something in Rome, or do you run under your balcony and make noise? Yes, or what you, yes you do that.
1: Fireworks, oh, so. you know, this kind of things, yeah.
0: And then the next day, what's the tradition on the first day of the year? Fam- that
1: Everything is that. Right. All the people, you know, they are in bed until well, <laughs> one o'clock or yeah, so. <laughs> usually
3: there is a kind of uh, <laughs> branch, late during the day you know after a late brunch a yeah, late brunch and survive, then there is yeah. usually for uh, the survivors uh, actually <laughs> a dinner a dinner on the first of the year just to try to eat all of the left Leftover? Leftovers?
0: Leftovers, yeah. And you change your underwear. Yes, of course of, you do. You
1: must. Otherwise, you know, it's bad luck in that case. Yes. With the red, life. you know, underwear <laughs> in the first of you years. You know, months. it
3: is also interesting because uh, Tommaso was saying that he spends the you see with his family. And this is something common. Sometimes you stay with your family until midnight and then you go, go. and ah, have a party yes. after that. Then you go and you find the people more of your age and yes, have your yes. crazy time. Yes, I've done that many times. In your best Sicilian, can you please... Wish me a Happy New Year. Ti faccio i miei auguri per l'anno nuovo.
1: Buon anno. Tanta felicità. Tanta felicità e tanta ricchezza e buon anno.
3: And what did that mean,
0: Tommaso?
1: Have a new, uh, great New Year, happiness and richness. <laughs> All right. Mille grazie and uh, Happy New Year to you also. Grazie. Grazie. Grazie.
0: And we're joined by Melika Saval from Turkey. And Meli, does Turkey uh, celebrate New Year's with all the festivities that you find in the United States and the rest of Europe?
2: Especially in the last 20 years, we've been very regularly celebrating the New Year. I think it's more of the Western influence. Generally, people stay with the family until 12 o'clock, and then at 12 o'clock... The municipalities organize fireworks, big concerts in the center of the city, so everybody goes there and watch and meet each other. They generally don't get drunk, but there's always some precaution taken. You get free ride by the police on New Year's Eve, which is really great. And generally on the TV, we have lots of belly dancing, fun stuff.
0: So is there an actual countdown at midnight? Oh, yes. In America, we have the big thing in Times Square, New York, and so on. Do you have The some apple. Pl- what do you have in, in Istanbul?
2: No, nothing like the big apple, but big screams.
0: Big. So at midnight, everybody at goes midnight, out and screams. At midnight, everybody screams. And is there a, a traditional meal that the family enjoys on New Year's?
2: I think we eat just everything. And, Lots of nuts.
0: And everybody's out, and then after midnight, the party starts to... The rip party loose.
2: starts after midnight. Until midnight, we're always with our elders. How ah, respecting the elders. Respecting the elders. It's very important.
0: At midnight the elders go to sleep?
2: Yeah. Right after twelve, they've had one more year. I don't know if they're happy or not. They go to sleep and then the rest will go out.
0: And then in uh, a Muslim country, alcohol's not a really a part no, of the, not the scene. In Turkey. It's so you don't have issue. a it's not a there's not a big alcohol factor.
2: No, they do drink, but it's not a big problem. Not a
0: big part of it or it's not a, and if somebody does uh, drink the police actually volunteer. The
2: police volunteer. actually volunteer. They give you a door-to-door service in their police car with the lights turned off.
0: Is there a tradition where you have a New Year's resolution and promises to exercise next year or, or uh, eat oh, less? I uh, guess we do of, that
2: every Monday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then is there something in the, in the
0: countryside do people watch on TV? Is there a big center on TV? Would there be movie we, stars? Or?
2: Since in Turkey most Everyone has satellite dishes. Anybody who comes and travels in Turkey will be surprised. On the roofs, we have solar panels and we have satellites, even if the house looks like might be falling apart in the farthest part, remote part of the countryside. So we watch what's happening in Australia. We watch what's happening in other parts of Europe. So we become quite international that
0: evening. So you connect with the world as the world celebrates the new year? Yes.
2: I think Turkey will be a great country as usual, so I'm very hopeful. I think many more tourists will come. Please, many more tourists should come and see Turkey because my country is beautiful.
0: All right. Meli, do you have a New Year's wish for, uh, for Turkey for the next year?
2: Yes, I wish peace and happiness and good health. And I want to say it in Turkish, çok mutlu seneler hepinize.
0: And literally what was that?
2: Very happy years to you.
0: Say it once more in Turkish.
2: Çok mutlu and
0: how do I say Happy New Year to you too?
2: Sana da mutlu yıllar.
0: Sana du mutlu yıllar.
2: Almost. Happy New Year. <laughs> happy Thanks, <laughs> Happy Melly. New Year. And there's
6: a hand My trusty friend And there's a hand
0: Tony Wheeler, who's the founder of Lonely Planet Publications, who's published guidebooks for every corner of this planet, has joined us. Uh, Tony, we're talking about New Year's. You're from Melbourne, Australia. How do you celebrate That's, New Year's in
10: Australia? Well, of course, New Year is, is the middle of summer. I mean, this is about as hot as it gets all year. You know, it's it's rather different than being in the Northern Hemisphere here. But of course, being outside is part of New Year wherever you are. No matter how cold it is, you're going to be outside, it seems, when the clock comes down or whatever, and I remember quite a few New Year's when I was living in London, where you go down to Trafalgar Square, right. and people were inevitably getting thrown in the fountains in Trafalgar Square at midnight. And, you know, it could be very cold. It was not a fun thing to have happen at all, especially if you had to go home on the underground afterwards. But you know, in Australia, it's red. probably a blessing to be but in Australia, in the it's great. You, know, <laughs> <laughs> you can be down at the beach. And we we've really seem to like fireworks at New Year. And we've, we've had some great firework displays. And there's often a lot of music at night. They'll they'll put on musical performances in the parks and the main squares of town. There's a, a lot happening at New Year, and it's quite comfortable being outside. It's the really so good time to be. Australia
0: celebrates New Year's like a summer beach party almost with fireworks. Yeah, and of course, because
10: we're we're just the other side of the date line, we're one of the first people in the world to get the New Year. You know, and you've you've still got to wait another seventeen or eighteen hours before you That's you right. get it over here. Whereas we've 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 had it.
0: We're well into You're the well new into Year. You're well into the New Year. You we're know what way it, ahead there. of you. Yeah, New Year's Eve. Nineteen ninety nine, just before the turn of the millennium, I was in a bunker underneath the public television headquarters and everybody was nervous about Y two K and I remember, thank goodness Australia survived the new year. I remember that occasion as well. And we did phone people in America and said,
10: It's okay, we're there, we're we're in the next century already. Y two (laughs) K, it's not the end of the world. It hasn't happened.
0: That's the great thing about Australia's New Year. You got a summer beach party ambience, and you know, uh, yeah. for the rest of the world, you've been there you, first. It's you okay. probably
10: could if you just timed the flights right. You could celebrate New Year in in Australia, jump on a plane, fly to America, and get here in time to do it all over again. Or if you're sick and tired of it all, you could turn it around and not not have Missed it at completely, all completely. Yeah, <laughs> my last New Year though in Australia was actually walking in um, Tasmania, which is the island up to the south of Australia. And we were just miles away from anywhere. There was nobody, you know, close to us at all. And we, um, we actually, I think we fell asleep before the midnight came around, but we put a valiant effort into staying up in our tents and drinking some of the alcohol we carried with us for the occasion.
0: So the real New Year's celebration in Australia is not much different from England except for the climate change. That's absolutely right. Happy Hot New Year's from Australia. Travel with Rick Steves. We'll wrap up our International New Year's celebrations on this edition of Travel with Rick Steves with a visit with travel writer Don George. Don's wife's from Japan, one of the countries where he's spent the holidays. Nice to have you here, Don. Great to be here, Rick. Do you like to travel during the holidays? I sure do. You better. That's your work. <laughs> John, I've enjoyed uh, some Western holidays, Christian holidays, in the developing world. My wife and I celebrated Christmas in Kerala in South India. It's the most Christian part of India. I'll tell you, firecrackers with Christmas—it uh, was—it was just firecracker city. What are you? What are some of your holiday experiences?
11: Well, I didn't realize it until I lived in Greece, but Easter is really the big Greek holiday, and I was in Greece for Easter, and what a spectacular, elaborate medieval celebration it was! It was really amazing to be in a church for for Easter in Greece, and the other holiday that comes to mind is Oshogatsu, New Year's in Japan where the whole country just goes crazy on New Year's Eve and everyone goes to the temple and prays and there's people selling things and you get your fortune and you tie it on a tree and the whole country seems to come together, and for the next three days, everyone is celebrating. It's a fantastic time to be in Japan.
0: You know, I spent a Christmas and a New Year's in Japan once, and it was uh, sort of funny to me because Christmas was the party day, and New Year's New Year's Eve seemed to be the religious holiday. Right. And I was all alone, and I stepped out of my hotel at, at midnight on New Year's Eve, just kind of as lonely, you know, and <laughs> I didn't know anybody. I was somewhere in some desolate little town in Shikoku and another man opened the door and he did this little religious where he clasped his hands and he did a little bow and I I suppose he said Happy New Year in (laughs) Japanese and then on on TV uh, we have the ball dropping from Times Square or something and they had a big gong going on is that right? What was 108
11: times they hit the bell that signifies the passing of the old year's problems and the blessings of the new year and it's a great celebration around the whole country.
0: It's fun to be in uh, Tokyo on Christmas because everybody's just going cake crazy. There's a tradition (laughs) of cakes, right?
11: That's right. The Christmas cake. That's what they do on Christmas. They celebrate by having a cake. And what Tokyo's like twelve million people and it seems like they're all in the subway at the same time.
0: <laughs> and I don't feel that tall. I'm six two, but boy, I felt tall in Japan. And I'll never forget standing in the subway and there's a, a carpet of 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 black hair all around me from people who are everybody's like about ten inches shorter than me. And then every four or five meters somebody's holding up a pie so they don't get crushed right. in that sea of humanity. And I just thought, wow, this world's a fascinating place, especially on a holiday. That's a lot of cake. That's a lot of cake. <laughs> Of course, Japan is not a Christian nation, and they celebrate Christmas as sort of a, a commercial festival, probably stoked by people's interest in selling cakes, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> a lot of cake sales on Christmas. Cakes. And a lot of festivals are sort of serving a need across cultural boundaries. Uh, I know uh, we celebrate the, the harvest was Thanksgiving, and other nations do the same thing, don't they?
11: Right. One of my favorite memories is of when I was living in Japan, the harvest festival there. Um, I was actually in my wife's small Town, hometown on the island of Shikoku. And uh, there's a winding, sinuous procession of revelers that goes through the streets with people in traditional kimonos playing a song and dancing and clapping their hands. Somehow I ended up in that procession with my too short kimono and my too small, cloggy uh, geita on my feet. And there I was clapping and singing. And by the end of the procession, people lining the streets were pointing at me, going, Look at the foreigner, he's dancing, he's dancing. And it was quite a wonderful way to introduce myself to the town and for the town to introduce itself to me.
0: And so you enlivened their Harvest I sure did with a little clown act. They're still like. talking about it to this day, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. Talking with Don George, then we're talking about holidays around the world. We've got a link to Don's latest observations about Japan at his Don's Place website. It's in the radio section of ricksteves.com. If all this talk of New Year's celebrations is making you hungry, join us now as we visit with a friend from the south of France, Pascale Ruckers, a tour guide in Nice. She joins us to offer some tasty French ideas for eating in the new year. I'm Rick Steves, and this is Travel with Rick Steves. And uh, right now it's uh, Bon Appetit time because we're going to France. We're going specifically to the French Riviera. We're going to talk to a local tour guide there about enjoying the cuisine of the Cote d'Azur, the French Riviera. I have with me Pascal Rucker, who's a tour guide in the town of Nice. She knows how to eat well, I believe, on the south coast of France. Pascal, bonjour. Bonjour. How are how you? How are doing? you? Ça va.
12: Okay. Okay. Uh, so it's food time.
0: It's food time. Yes. Bon
12: appétit. As you said. Okay.
0: Tell us about the cuisine of the French Riviera.
12: Oh, the French Riviera is sunshine on your plate. And this sounds like an advertising of television, but it's really true. Um, I think the colors. Are important. We, we use a lot of fresh vegetables. Olive oil is absolutely necessary. It's a must. And I'm going to quickly tell you about different things that we find.
0: Let's start with the one that everybody knows, and I don't think everybody knows it correctly, but we've all heard of a salad niçoise, right?
12: Oh, yes, you can find it even in Paris and in London.
0: Exactly what is a salad niçoise?
12: A lot tomatoes, cucumber, sliced thin, uh, lettuce, anchovies, tuna fish, radishes, bell peppers, sliced fresh artichokes, and uh, what else did I forget something, and onions. And what you have to do is to make the salad niçoise dressing is just olive oil, and a little bit of vinegar, salt, and pepper. That's it.
0: Now, when you travel, and you've, you've grown up eating salad niçoise, when you travel around Europe, do you find people um, describing something on the me- menu as a salad niçoise, and you get it, and it's, uh, it's incorrect?
12: It's not incorrect. It's very funny. They put anything but <laughs> what's the real thing. Yes, you have always the, the tomatoes and the tuna fish, but they will put some potatoes and string beans, which is not the real thing.
0: Well, oh, string beans aren't part of it. I always had string beans on my salad niçoise.
12: Well, no, I told you my recipe doesn't have them, so please do not. Come on, is, now. That,
0: is that the recipe or your recipe?
12: No, it's the recipe. So there is no a one correct. Beans.
0: You're a, You're a niçoise person, and the people of Nice do not have string beans on their salad Niçoise.
12: The recipe that I gave you is a real one.
0: Tell me again. What is it?
12: I've said it's tomatoes, tuna fish, anchovies, lettuce, cucumber, bell peppers, olives. I forgot the olives. Olives, onions, and sliced Fresh artichokes, if you have them, but it doesn't matter if you don't. But that's the real side of And the dressing, olive oil, vinegar, salt, and pepper. That's okay.
0: It. Now, when people call some other dish Niçoise, like gnocchi Niçoise or something, what does that mean? They use Niçoise as a way to describe other dishes.
12: Well, it gnocchi à la Niçoise is uh, usually with a sauce de daube. Alors, I explain to you, it's a wine sauce in which we cook some beef for long hours, two or three hours, and gnocchi à la Niçoise is usually with this uh, gravy of the the beef stew that we have cooked for such a long time. That is what it is. So
0: the distinguishing thing about things Niçoise is this daube sauce, which is a beef sauce.
12: Yes, and and when you go to a, a Niçoise restaurant, they offer you on the menu always daube à la Niçoise. So that's a beef stew. Do you like that? Ah, very much it's now, wonderful a
0: big thing for budget travelers in nice is to just get a pan bagnat right a pan bagnet, how do you say that pan bagnat to me it's a salad niçoise in a pocket bread how would you describe a pan bagnat
12: it's a salad niçoise in a, in a i don't know what's a pocket bread in a, in a round bread uh, the beautiful thing about the pan bagnat is that it has to be wet with olive oil so you take the bread that is a round little bread you slice it in two you put it on a plate that has olive oil on it, you sponge it with it almost, and once you have your bread really saturated with olive oil, you put onto it your salad niçoise. It should never be a dry feeling when you, your mouth touches the bread and, and the food. It has to be wet with olive oil.
0: That sounds delightful. Pascal, tell me about the uh, famous soca bread that's so popular in Nice.
12: Okay, the soca. It presents itself like a crepe. It's a big crepe, you know, and it's made with chickpeas flour, water, and olive oil. That's it. And it presents itself like a big yellow crepe. We slice it up, we put salt and pepper on it, and we eat it on a paper just like this, walking, you know. It's not a dish that you find in uh, homes. It's something you eat outside, sometimes standing up.
0: I get a feeling it's got some history with it. When people are munching on Soka, it's just like a a proclamation that they are Niçoise.
12: Yes. Well, there is something beautiful about uh, the Soka. In the old days, before the English aristocrats made the Riviera, what still is today a place for vacation, uh, the people that were living in Nice were poor. Here you have much sunshine, no rain at all, and the quality of the soil is a disaster, so the agriculture was very, very poor. Fortunately, people could grow chickpeas. They did not always have bread. They sometimes didn't have any of the bread, but they had this soca, which is this crepe. So they survived on that. We know that uh, it was the main dish. Sometimes they just ate the soca, and that's it.
0: So this is one of those traditional foods that reminds people of the suffering of their forefathers.
12: I'm not sure that they know that it was the suffering of the father. Unfortunately, the memory is gone a little bit.
0: Because all over Europe, there's these humble dishes that hearken back to a tough time when, when they had to eat yesterday's bread and so on.
12: Yes. Well, I, I'm not sure that people have this completely in their mind, but uh, it's, it's certainly telling about the times of simplicity.
0: Pascal, I think bouillabaisse is something a lot of people think about when they're planning dinner on the Riviera. Of course, it originates I think in nearby Marseille, but uh, is bouillabaisse a traditional dish in the the Riviera, and and what makes a good bouillabaisse?
12: Oh, you can find a bouillabaisse in every good fish restaurant on the Riviera, and it's certainly something to try. The bouillabaisse, it's a fish stock, and you you combine uh, tomatoes, fish, and garlic and onion, and you cook with that a fish stock, and then you um i don't know the word you make a you make like a a, a thick fish stock with that and mm-hmm. you put it aside and then you cook inside the fillet of fish Alors, what are the fish uh, sea bass sea bream, john dory fish huh? those three are really essentials and red mullets you're gonna cook them for only ten minutes uh, you cook them in the stock in the fish stock. And then you are going to extract the fillet, and when you present your plate to your guest, you have the fish stock, and in it, swimming, you have the fillet of this wonderful fish.
0: So the number of fish is important, and the variety of fish oh, is required? You
12: have to have four fish, and you do not have mussels and no shrimp.
0: Because it's you see mussels and shrimp in a lot of bouillabaisse.
12: Well, it's very sad. It's not the thing. They so do what they want, but it's not the thing. So a
0: traditional bouillabaisse has what four
12: fish? Alors, lot dory fish.
0: Sea bass,
12: um, gill's head, mm-hmm. and red mullet.
0: Okay. Tell me about the wine of the French. I, I forgot
12: something Rick. Uh, very important. Okay. When you eat the boulabaisse, okay. they will give you on the side little bread that are very crust uh, cooked, um, little slices of bread that are uh, cooked in the oven, and so they are like um, crustini. Crustini, yeah. yeah. And you grate them with uh, garlic. And on the side, they will bring you a radish mayonnaise. It's a mayonnaise mixed with garlic and pimento. And that's called rouille. It's called uh, rust. And you put that on your toast, and you put it on your plate. It's delicious.
0: And that's an integral part of a traditional bouillabaisse, then?
12: Yes, you should not have a bouillabaisse without that.
0: Without the crostini with the uh, radish sauce. Absolutely. Of course, people go to France for the wine, and every region has its wines. What are the good wines uh, in your region?
12: Well, we are not far from Saint-Tropez and the Provençal wine, the, vin, the wine of the Saint-Tropez region that we call Vin du Var, uh-huh. Vin du Var, hein, Var, wine, Var, Vieille, or Côte de Provence wine, have, have gained in reputation and in quality.
0: Personally, I like the Bandol. Is that That's a Provence wine?
12: Mm-hmm, very much.
0: Bandol. And what is very surprising to Americans is, in Provence, in southern France, a rosé is a respected wine.
12: Well, if you find a good domain, uh, like if you find Chateau Minuti, uh, which is just outside of Central tropez Minuti, if you want to visit, if anybody is listening and they want to visit the domain, I advise to go to Chateau Minuti, M-I-N-U-T-Y, um, or you go to Chateau saint roseline saint roseline Castle. These are all AOC wine. They are controlled appellation wine, they've got a label of quality, and they're they enjoy the personality of the sea, uh, the very hot sunshine, and the soil which is made uh, with uh, uh, clay and sand. So their personality is very special.
0: Huh. Now that's, a, that's this concept, this French word terroir, is that right?
12: If you want, terroir is, a, is like when the uh, sky kisses the earth. Uh, it's this romantic meeting between the, the elements of the sky and the element of the earth. So the terroir is the combination of these elements of the above and the down in the earth. And then the vigneron, the wineman, uh, producer of the wine, will put his little touch. But it's really the, the play of elements.
0: So you, you sip that wine and you have an appreciation of this uh, sky kissing the earth and the history of the family making it. And it's just a, a wonderful part of the local culture. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about Peach Melba. That's uh, considered part of the Riviera scene.
12: Let's move now. So we were in Saint Tropez. Let's go now towards Monaco. Uh, we are taking a little boat and we're riding toward Monaco because this is where it was born. Melba was a singer. She was from Australia. Her name was Nellie Melba from Melbourne. And uh, this is why they called wow. her Melba.
0: Peach Melba Melbourne. Melba okay. from
12: Melbourne. Gotcha. Yeah, she was Australian. She had a, a, a career and that's at the turn of the twentieth century. And she uh, was reputed internationally, and Monte Carlo has a great opera house that is still existing today. And that was the very, very uh, well-liked on the European scene, and very beautiful people, very beautiful singers were there. And she, she happened to sing one night into the opera house of Monte Carlo, and in the Hotel de Paris, which is just beside Monte Carlo Opera House and Casino, Um, there is this grand restaurant with a great, reputed cook whose name is Auguste Escoffier. And he fell in love with her, and he wanted to uh, win her charms. He was not really handsome. He didn't have much charms, and he just wanted to do what he can. And he wrote no love letter. He created a dessert for her. He carved a swan in ice, and he presented the dessert to her, brought it on um, a special uh, mirror by four valets in grand, sumptuous uh, moment uh, when everybody was applauding her and everything. It was a big, big feast, you know. And he presented his dessert. And he said, I called it by your name, for you, madame. And, of course, she understood that he loved her. She ate the dessert very quickly and she ran away. Oh, no. That's the way it is. Women are cruel.
0: Women are cruel and the Riviera Sometimes. Beautiful.
12: <laughs> and what is in the peach melba? Well, simple things: peaches that have been quickly boiled huh, in the water with a little bit of Grand Marnier, which is an alcohol made with oranges, a little bit of cream, um, a little bit of um, caramel. At the proper moment, we we make little ribbons with it, with the caramel. You little know? ribbons. Yes, little ribbons. Yes. And then this is displaced on the top of the the peach melba and just a few almonds. And that's it. A very, very simple thing.
0: Pascal Rucker from Nice on the French Riviera, thank you so much for giving us an insight into Bon Appetit on the south of France.
12: Merci, goodbye. Okay,
0: au revoir, Pascal. Travel with Rick Steves is produced at Europe Through the Back Door in Edmonds, Washington. The holiday music excerpts on today's program included Scottish singer Jim Malcolm, Spanish guitarist Augustine Carbonell and vocal ensemble Oyo, the Pure Heart Children's Choir, Japanese artists Agatsuma and Ryu, soprano Dame Nellie Melba from 1926, and Yo-Yo Ma with Chris Boddy. Our theme music is by Jerry Frank. I'm the show's producer, Tim Tatton. Our best wishes for you in the new year from all of us at Travel with Rick Steves.
6: Happy New Year, all the best to
5: you. Happy (laughs) New Year, Rick Boy.